Welcome to the Lewis and Sluggers podcast with your host, Zach Wood. We cover everything about MLB. From the regular season to the postseason and even the offseason, we got you covered. Welcome to episode 27 of the Lucio Sluggers podcast. We have my personal favorite guests in the show, Marty and David. We will be discussing a variety of topics from the Giants to the Yankees, Max Scherzer's dominance in Dodger Blue, the Sneaky Brewers, and much more. We hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 27 of the Louisville Sluggers podcast. It has been a while. I apologize, everybody. I've had a crazy busy life outside of the podcast, but things are slowing down a little bit. Things are getting planned out. I'm moving out. I'm getting married. But, you know, I got to find time to talk about baseball before the postseason hits. I can't can't do that without it so i got you know, my great friends here we got marty and dave and what we're going to talk about today just super briefly is going to be the giants uh being the first team to clinch the postseason or, or get a berth in the postseason uh how the yankees are doing max scherzer the milwaukee brewers and kind of a lot of gimmick games the home derby and the all-star game in 2023 so guys let's start it off marty i know you're a big giants fan Yes. How did the Giants get here? Because they weren't uh, projected to be here. They were projected, you know, to have a 75-87 record, and and that was in March. They were supposed to be fourth in the NL West, according to um, RotoChamp. So, how, how what what happened? Well, I mean, I think once I think in April, like I think the Padres series in April, the end of April, kind of like I think changed the momentum, and then plus I think. For the past uh, couple of years, when Farhan Zaidi came from LA to to San Fran, I think what's it called? He started getting different players. Mostly, all these players were kind of like mediocre to basically average at best, and maybe a couple of journeymen like uh, Kevin Gossman. Like he was on the Orioles, and he went to the Red Rays, and he went to the Reds. Once he got to, I think, to San Francisco, he kind of developed into like what he is now. And then they got Anthony Descalfani to go with the mix and then Logan Webb breaks out. Then they also did some good trades, like getting uh, Lamont Wade. Also uh, Donovan Solano, who hasn't like played much. And then uh, Tommy Lastella was another uh, pickup that they acquired in the off season. So they kind of just basically got on these like little cheap one-year deals and they end up basically proving everybody wrong by blowing out the league and being so dominant. Yeah, not to mention acquiring Chris Bryant, too. Yep, that's the biggest one. Chris Bryant coming to San Francisco, I think, was the big one. Hopefully he re-signs. I mean, it would be kind of sad if he didn't. I mean, I, I'm so last night, you know, it's 18 games out, and they, they're the first team to clinch, you know, a postseason berth here. First team to 70 wins. First team to 80 wins. First team to 90 wins. I mean, um, I'm shocked, honestly. Dave, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, it just kind of shows that everything it's as much as it's heating up, it's also starting to cool off mm-hmm. because you see these, you see these storylines of, you know, how the giants are somehow basically saying, forget the predictions. 
we're going to go full steam and possibly win our division. And yeah. it's it and the fact that it's San Francisco and not Los Angeles or San Diego who were projected to be the right. I, one of them was supposed to be the winner projected of the whole NL West and now with this curveball of the Giants being thrown in it adds an interesting storyline and it's quite shocking to see that with the COVID restrictions, with everything that's going on with COVID, a lot of teams had to reschedule games. It was and a lot because of the positivity rates. Mm-hmm. It's something to see because now, as everything's starting to wind down, those makeup games are starting to take effect. So those games could mean the difference between someone going home and someone who could be punching their ticket to the big dance in October. That's true. I mean, so I'm looking at their schedule right now. Um, you know, including tonight's game, they have nine games against the Padres remaining. Wow. Yeah. One in San Francisco. Because, I mean, look, let's look. Here's the current standings, right? Giants, uh, 94 and 50. The Dodgers are 92 and 53. So they're two and a half back. But. The Padres are only seventy four and sixty nine. That's and they're nineteen and a half games back. No one predicted seventy four and sixty nine. I mean, that's that's not good. That's almost five hundred baseball. Yeah, that that's five games above five hundred. Yeah. Considering that Chicago was expected to run away, not Chicago, dear God, San Diego was supposed to be one of the front runners with all the acquisitions that they did, all the signings that they did, yeah. and what are they doing right now? They're playing almost 500 baseball. Yeah. So back in March, the the Padres were predicted to go 97 and 65 and be second. And, you know, now they're, I think they're clinging on, right, to a, uh, to a wild card spot. If I, if I'm, if I'm right on that, I, I, let me double check. Um, Yeah. Yeah. They're basically clinging on. They're, yeah. They're a half game back. But, you know, see, the thing is, is, like David said, it's like the Giants position themselves out of nowhere and then just completely like, you know, sideswiped everybody. It's like, and, and you know, that puts the Dodgers in such an odd position where, yeah, they might be a hundred win team or very close to it, a very great team, but they have a, they might end up in a one game elimination. You know, there's 16 and a half games up on the Reds who are the closest on the wild card. But the Reds are 75 and 69. You know, like I said, the Padres are a half game back. St. Louis Cardinals are a half game back. The Phillies, your team, they're two and a half games back. I mean, yeah, you know, I don't the want to. I, don't want to I mean, it's so with with 18 games left. Really, it's anybody's game here. If 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 they play hot, you know, you can't be splitting. You got to be taking it all. So, you know, there's a big shakeup here. I think in the in the in a wild card. Yeah. Also, too, to add. Also, too, I think also, too, another thing why the Giants are, like, so good at that is kind of like the veterans that they got, like, uh, Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford, and Buster Posey. I mean, they've been, they, I think they said an opening date, they become, I think, the longest tenured trio in the history of the Giants since Willie Mays, Willie McCovey, and Juan Marichal, because they were together for, like, most of the entire career, and they've been mostly together for their entire career. Yeah. Well, so I'm looking to run differential for the Giants as well. They have 182 plus. Um, Dodgers have 238. They lead 
182, I think, is second because uh, the Astros have 192. I mean, they're also doing great as well. But to be at this stage with 94 wins, I mean, that's just fantastic. I mean, and you, that's how you want it to go. That's how you want your season to go. Um, I just think no one expected the Giants to be the ones that have 94 this early. I mean, you know, not, Dodgers have 92. That's expected. You know, Tampa Bay's at 89 expected you know they're still they're also having a great year um i, I guess i'm just shocked <laughs> hey zach i have a question for you sure why are your yankees struggling right now okay yeah i'm glad you brought this up why i have your yankees <laughs> honestly this is why have your yankees most, basically yeah. just falling apart almost in three weeks basically I, I if the yankees were to start off a win streak right now in three weeks time they will have collapsed again because they cannot stay consistent to save their soul. The They're, Joey Gallo yeah. signing was oh, yeah. probably the biggest bust that oh, someone could ask for. I didn't want him. I, I, dude, I told everybody I didn't want Joey Gallo. One of my good friends um, who's been on this podcast before, actually, uh, you know, he was actually down in Texas before the trade deadline, uh, Julian Galarte. And uh, I met up with him, and that was, it was nice to meet you know people that you've you've always talked to on Twitter and stuff. And I'd love to meet you guys in person too. But uh, yeah, we talked trades, and you know he was a big Gallo guy. And, and you know what? I'll be honest. I don't. I didn't want him. It's nice that we have him for next year. He's got a great arm in the outfield. He's a backup third baseman if we truly need it. You know, I don't know if they're really going to push that button. But uh, you can't back you know, the bean. A, a couple of these games, though, that he's been a part of, he's come up clutch and tied the game or, you know, brought them closer or took the lead, I feel like. And, you know, it's when you totally don't expect them to do it. When he struck out 20 times, you know, and you're like, ah, he's a nothing, you know. And then it's like, there he goes. And he – he, he proved, you know, the night, the days I'm really ragging on him are the days he truly proves me wrong. And I, I don't know, man, I, I'm still undecided. I've seen a lot of Joey Gallo, man, down here in Texas. So I, I've seen what there is, but he, I, I, he's, he hasn't played that. I mean, the numbers are weird. He's one of those weird players like Odor. It's like the average is terrible, but his on base is his like average over, is 145 it's like, and he has a 304 OBP. Like, what the hell? I, just, I, I know. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of disappointing. It's the strangest thing. It's, it, it, that's why average isn't everything. And that's it's like the perfect example of why average. He'll, he'll take his walks, you know. Um, but they're streaky, you know, post-All-Star break with, with the addition of Rizzo. I loved it. I got that Gallo and Rizzo shirt, you know. Um, it, it's like they won 13 in a row. Then they lose, like, a lot. I think it was, like, eight in a row. And then they get swept by the Blue Jays at home, and which hasn't happened since forever. And then it's like that was embarrassing because that gave Toronto, like, just an open lane to just say, hey, I'm going to come through. And then, you know, now the Blue Jays are super close with 18 games left to fight, you know, for uh, for the wild card spot. And the Yankees, they screwed up on that series, man. Like, you, you should have at least split it, you know. Um, and then you know, then they lost a couple to the Orioles when they shouldn't have. I mean, right now they're beating up on them 5-1. to one, But, you know, it's... This, the pitching is unreliable. It's like, you know, when you think they're going to win and, and or, or it's like they blow it in the eighth or ninth, like somehow. This year's just been full of just the most emotionally taxing games I've seen. And it's been tough to watch. I have, I've watched the least amount of games I ever have. Like, and that's like, that's saying a lot, man. It's just how they're performing. And um, it's just been questionable. They really, really have to just be consistent down this stretch. And what I'm worried about is even if they are consistent and they win, you know, or, you know, and, and they, and they go like, let's say, 
what is it, 18 games, then they go 12 and six. Like that's great. Um, here's my. I feel like they'll run out of gas when the postseason hits, and they're still got they got a one game elimination. That I, I'm I'm afraid of that. You know, because then what do you do? You win the wild card game against Boston or Toronto or or the Mariners or something like that, and then where are you? Now you're potentially facing the Tampa Bay Rays or or Houston or the White Sox. I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Um, what's it called? I mean, Garrett Cole. I mean, he did have a bash. But he's but as of as of late, he's probably been the only pitcher that's been worth that's kind of been worth um, a damn. I mean, oh yeah, get, I totally like, agree. Talion, Talion's been hit or miss. Cooper's been hurt all year. Um, that well, you have the two young guys. Uh, Cort, is it Cortez, Nestor, Cortez? I like, yeah, I like Cortez. Yeah, I definitely like Cortez. Um, he's had a, I think he's had a really good year. It might be a career year for him, but I gotta look that up again just to confirm. But yeah, he was definitely hot for a while. Um, and he, you know, saving grace really in that rotation. And Tyone was doing great. Montgomery was doing great. I mean, like they, you know, they were doing fantastic for a great stretch. Um, Kluber, he's back. Yeah, I think I think he can't go longer than four innings. I feel like nowadays. Uh, you know, Severino's still hurt. It's like we haven't seen Severino in like two plus years. It's, it's, I don't know. <laughs> it's like wild, man. I I, I don't. And Herman's uh, doing a rehab assignment, I think, with a minor league team. But they're streaky. I don't know. <laughs> they're they're tough to watch. They can be a tough watch, and then they can be fun. And it's 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 like the Mets series is cool, you know, because there's like the dynamic in New York again. But uh, you know. I feel like they're just they're letting the easy games where they should just be obliterating teams those end up being a battle and then you know I don't know it's 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 rough it's a rough one <laughs> I don't know let's move on all right all right let's go on to like Max Scherzer um unbelievable right now he's since joining the Dodgers and the, I really wish we did a, a trade deadline recap because man what a trade trade deadline it was since joining the Dodgers he has a, a 0 0.88 ERA 51 innings pitched he's 6 and 0 with 72 strikeouts on the year uh, he you know he's leading MLB with a 2.17 ERA he is leading MLB with batting average against with one uh, with a 175, which is incredible, and he has an MLB best WHIP at .082. I mean, is this the Cy Young winner? My brain is still trying to wrap around the fact that the Dodgers were somehow able to move heaven, earth, and somehow <laughs> not go over the luxury tax to get these two it. guys. My yeah, brain is just still hurting about this. It's it. Uh... I couldn't believe it. I really because there was that rumor that dropped that the Padres were going out for him, and then and then the Dodgers out. were like, Dodgers yeah, were like psych, bro. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I did. Like, well, like, I heard it like fell through or something because the Padres, or it was were nothing. Get up, like Hosmer and like Chris Paddock, but the Padres weren't. Uh, the Mariners, not the Mariners, the Nationals weren't willing like to what's it called pay like half of Hosmer's uh, contract, so that's why I, like fell through. It's well, that's crazy. I mean, oh man, it's yeah. They were trying to move Hosmer. I do remember that being a thing. Just like the Yankees were trying to move Voit, and then they 
somehow ended up with Rizzo, which has been just amazing to have his his abilities at first base with everything he scoops up. Because um, our left side can be can be bad on for the Yanks. Um, I'm I'm blown away by Scherzer's contributions. I mean, what a pickup at the deadline to take your team down. You know, the, that last half of the season. They said if he were to win the Cy Young, he would be, I think, the first since I think Ritz Sutcliffe because he uh, to win the Cy Young when traded. Wow. But I don't know. I mean, the Cy Young race for the NL is kind of like wide open because there's you got Corbin Burns, Walker Bueller, Kevin Gossman, Max Scherzer. Who else? Well, DeGrom, but. Unfortunately, what happened is sad. What happened to him? I know. I'm just. I, that's sad. He was killing it. Well, there's I 2022. Mean, yeah. Speaking of the Brewers, first of all, congratulations to them for throwing their second franchise's no hitter, albeit yes. combined. Yes, combined. Yeah. And I also feel that while Cleveland can just go drown itself in the river because of just how bad they've been. They've got no hit three times this year. They're changing their name to the Guardians, which is possibly the stupidest name that you can think of. What would oh, yeah, you we didn't chosen? discuss this, actually. We didn't discuss this. What would you they have could, chosen? I would have, cho- I would have asked if it was okay to use the Buckeyes. Because if they use the Buckeyes, then they could pay homage to the Negro League team of the same name that used to play in Cleveland. What about the spiders? I mean, there was the Cleveland spiders. Oh, do not get me started with spiders. Uh, <laughs> Weren't they like gonna... the, the worst franchise of all time? Isn't that what people say? Like they're one of the worst? They had the worst single season record of all time. Like the worst. You think 62 Mets was bad? Yeah, spiders were like, hold my drink. No, the 62 Mets, they're probably they're one of the worst teams. Like they're probably expansion because look who they got Duke, out of his prime Duke Snyder <laughs> yeah he was the and, best and Richie Ashburn and Richie Ashburn do not forget about Richie Ashburn he was the sole all-star representative for the Mets in 1962 yeah and even Richie Ashburn he was but he was more known for the Phillies though I mean kind of weird he was yeah touche touche I, I do think though that the Brewers can can make a push with this season possibly being the best of their whole entire franchise. Like, yeah, you you have 82. 82 with Harvey's wall bangers. You can't get anything past them. But what this team has, they have a lot of spunk. They have many, many great pieces, both pitching and hitting. And their defense has been astonishing. And I'm surprised that they are actually leading the pack with Cincinnati of all teams closing in on their heels. And it's just something that no one expected. And Milwaukee, I think, it's the same thing with the Giants. Everyone is sleeping on them. Everyone is sleeping on Milwaukee. And if Milwaukee can get its pieces together, and if Craig Council doesn't pull his starting pitcher after throwing five pitches in a championship game, then they have a chance of possibly going to the World Series for the first time since 1982. Do you think well, also that too, this think, is a? Do you think it's? Do you think because the Bucks won, it like motivated them? Entirely possible. I mean, look what happened with Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Tampa Bay so you had, absolutely you had, destroyed last year. Um, you had the Rays go to the World Series. You had the Lightning win back-to-back yeah. Stanley Cup. And then you had the Buccaneers let, who won the Super Bowl. So, they beat the yeah. Chiefs, and they held Patrick Mahomes to nine points. It's entirely possible. Anything is, is possible in the sports world. Yeah, I mean, so exactly. So let's let's you know real quick. Let's wrap up the the Brewers here. But you know they're currently eighty nine and fifty five, uh, first in the Central, uh, fourteen games up on the Reds. Um, in March, you know, Rotochamp uh, projected their season to be eighty three and seventy nine. So they're doing much better than that. Um, they did predict to be first um, and and win you know their division, but. You know they could very well end up having one of their best franchise seasons uh they have eight total franchise seasons with 90 or more wins dating back to uh dating back to 1978 um but with 18 games left i mean if they got you know 96 wins they'll they'll tie you know their best records in 2011 and 2018 but they could end up with 98 if they split and have their best franchise record ever so i i see them definitely being a major threat, um, especially their bullpen being a major threat in the postseason. I, I think the rotation is, I mean, look at Corbin Burns. He went from oh, being yeah. the, most, the worst pitcher in baseball to now, like, arguably probably the best. Him and, yeah. a, and then Woodruff behind him. Like, Burns has some nasty stuff. He has, like, a 99-mile-an-hour sinker. It's incredible. I mean, I'm really – I feel like not enough people are talking about the Brewers. Nope. All right, so, you know, from what we're looking at, everyone's sleeping on the Brewers, but let's move on to some other things. Uh, the Seattle Mariners, I believe it's T-Mobile Park. They're going to be hosting uh, the All-Star Game, the Home Run Derby in 2023. Um, what do you guys think of that? Hmm. It's different. I mean, because next year I think it's Dodger Stadium. Yeah, next is yeah, and then it's Seattle. And then I know the Phillies are having what the the bicentennial, right? Two thousand twenty six. Yeah, that's gonna really? be awesome. That's cool. Yeah, buddy. Been waiting for that to come to Philly, man. Everyone else gets it, and we're like, "When's Philly gonna get it? We haven't had one since ninety six. Oh, at the vet. Yeah, the vet. Yeah. Um. um the Yankees haven't hosted since 2008 because that's when uh, Michael Young was destroying in the home run derby. Or was that 2006? Yeah, and that's that's also uh, – it was 2008 because that's that right. was when Last Hamilton season, yeah. decided to say uh, control-alt-delete the home run derby. <laughs> Let me see. I'm trying to find um, – Yeah, it's definitely – I think Seattle hasn't hosted since 2001. That yeah, was they haven't hosted last game, uh, All-Star no. game. Yes, it was. It was also the year. It was also the year that the the Mariners last went to the postseason. So when they went 116 and 46. 2001, yeah. Yeah, um, I do think that it's an interesting pick for a city to host it because Seattle is. Other than having Ken Griffey Jr. and, to an extent, Randy Johnson, they're not really known as a baseball town. So it's definitely an interesting choice, and I do 
like how they're sort of diversifying it so that way smaller smaller team stadiums can get the nationwide recognition. Like having um, having DC do it a couple years ago, Minneapolis um, back in 2014, Phoenix in 2011, Kansas City in 2012. It's it's really good to bring the small small market team balls into everything, but I just don't I just don't think that Seattle would be the best choice for an All Star game. I know yeah, the so, Giants haven't played it since I was seven, and that was when yep. Eacher hit the person inside the park home run. I think in yeah, the yeah, All Star yeah. game, I remember yep. that. Yeah, the Cubs haven't hosted since ninety since nineteen ninety. And the uh, Boston hasn't hosted since 1999. And then in 2011 was when the Diamondbacks got to host it. I remember uh, going to like some stuff I vaguely remember, but it's been a while. Yeah, I feel like there's definitely some some picks here that could be made. Um, you know, I feel like not all teams are getting love right now. <laughs> Yeah, I need the small market teams to get a little bit more love and by the major league, by the big market teams. Yeah, I mean, big market is better. I mean, it's like seems like big market does better compared to the small market, which is kind of sad because I think every team should get a chance. Yeah, it's funny. It makes me wonder. Let's see when. Yeah, <laughs> Guardians. Yeah, I. I if you were gonna do. So as a branding person, as a graphic designer, you know, I just was like, do I get it? Yeah. Uh, I know it's late. I know we haven't, I haven't published an episode in like four months. <laughs> so that's on me. But like, I, you should have just like completely started from scratch. Completely. Like do all, the whole revamp. Like, I, it, you know, there's so many logos out there I've seen that are awesome. And, like, completely, you know, going with Guardians is just such a, like, cop-out. It's just doing things half-ass. I mean, it literally is, like, half of Indians still, you know, it, it's, I don't know. Don't even get me started let's on just, that one. Let's just change the first three letters. No one will know. Oh, yeah. they'll know. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so you wanted to talk about the... Um, Feel the Dreams game next year. Yes. So with the news now coming out with um, the Feel the Dreams being a big success to, for the MLB, they have announced that in next year's game, it will be the Reds against the Cubs. I feel that this is a great step forward for baseball because it introduces it, it introduces rivalries like no one has known of before. I mean, yeah, you know the of the White Sox and the Yankees because that was what the original Field of Dreams game, movie, whatever you want to call it, was about. So I think that having gimmick games like that can really bring more awareness to the sport and bring more money to the sport. I know that back in the day when the Expos couldn't play in Montreal because their stadium was literally falling apart, they would play in the Dominican Republic. Um, in 2012, um, MLB All-Stars played the Cuban All-Stars in Cuba. Um, it's really, really cool to see baseball sort of branch out. 
but I just wish that they were more gimmick games. And by gimmick, I'm not necessarily mean a handicap or sort of thing like that. I'm talking about unique adversaries or unique opponents in unique locations. Like if there was an if there was a series dedicated entirely to the I five, having San Francisco face Los Angeles, or having Los Angeles face Los Angeles, um, or like a, a, a Keystone State rivalry with the Phillies and the Pirates, something like that to bring awareness about the team's history, is to bring awareness for other causes, for money. It, it just sounds great on paper, but no one wants to pick it up. I think what would be a kind of a good idea is, I mean, I, I think it's unlikely will ever happen, but what they could do is say in New York, make like a replica of like Polo Grounds or a Ebbets Field. So for the Why Giants not? They can, Why they not? Do, yeah, like do that. Like have a Giants-Dodger rivalry game. Or I a, ship it. I ship it. Let's go. Let's do it. And then the Phillies and Pirates, I mean, they could do um, the make a vet and then three rivers. You could make that. And what kind of cool also for the uniforms, do it to the era. Like say for mm-hmm. the Giants and Dodgers, do the last ever game that they both played in New York before California. Yep. And then like also historic rivalries like Giants A's or the LA teams, the New York teams would be kind of cool. The like kind of like do something like that just to get like history or heck even like famous playoff rivalries or world series rivalries, like giants, Yankees, Dodgers, Yankees. Yeah, exactly. Do something like that. And, and maybe have and maybe have the proceeds from those games go to a charity of the winning team's choice. Yeah. And it's, you know, so I have a lot of, uh, you know, friends that are way older than me, but they, they tuned in to feel the dreams. And mm-hmm. they messaged me about it and they don't talk about baseball or if they do not as much as they used to. And, you know, they asked me what I thought and, and, you know, of course they rubbed in the fact the Yankees blew it, you know, <laughs> just like the Yankees have been blowing games all year. And that one was disappointing for me because I, I had just gotten out of seeing free guy. And I, when I went in, I knew they were losing. And so then I didn't care. And then when I got out of the movie and I got on my car, I was like, I'll check in on the game. And then that's when I found out the Yanks took the lead. And I was like, oh, my God, I tuned in. It's the bottom of the ninth. And then they had one out or something like that. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then uh, they and I was like, I was like, but if they walk this next guy, it's over. I already know it is. And then they walked the next guy. And then the next pitch, Tim Anderson walked it off. And I was so upset because I literally turned I just turned it on. And I felt like I was 100 percent the reason they lost. But the Field of Dreams game drew the largest regular season viewership in 16 years. I mean, that's huge. And uh, I also felt like because it was supposed to happen in 2020 and it got delayed, that they weren't going to build this stadium for one game and just toss it. They were going to keep it around as long as they could and milk it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just try to keep try to keep milking it. Get different different teams together. Get different games together. Just do something to make people at least pay attention to it. Because yeah, as, it, as it stands right now, the only things that get big money for baseball, home run derby, all-Star game, potentially a good playoff series in the LCS and the World Series. That's four events. Yeah. Add, some, add more things to get people excited. Add, oh, add the gimmick games like Field of Dreams. Add a game where they go to Australia. It'll be great. 
I love the London series. Now, did I think the numbers made sense? And I, do I think the balls are juiced for these kind of gimmick games? I, I kind of do because I, the London series is atrocious between how many runs the Boston Red Sox and the Yankees were scoring. But um, so here's here's some cool, cool stats that Fox Sports put out um, for for the Field of Dreams game that uh, it peaked um, between 8.45 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Fox with 6 million and 94,000 viewers. That's crazy to me. Um, absolutely nuts. Wow. Yeah, that's just bizarre. Unbelievable. I like your idea of polo grounds. I just don't know if they'll do it. <laughs> I just don't know if they'll I mean, do that one. <laughs> well, that that's kind. Of, I mean, that I mean, yeah, that's that probably may not happen. But I mean, still, I mean, well, or also too, you could kind of do so in San Francisco back before Candlestick Park trade. There was Seal Stadium, and that was where the Giants played temporarily. And I remember they said I think April nineteen fifty eight they had the first ever game in the West Coast. Like, kind of do something like that, like due to the time period. But I mean, I, also, I feel like the MLB kind of needs to do stuff like the NFL and NBA do. It's like market the players. Like if you market the players, you do these gimmicks, like these one-off games and stuff. I mean, because look at the NFL, you got marketable fr- uh, franchises and marketable um, players. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and you know what I love most, too, about this and and. I thought it was cool, you know, I, I, I didn't, at the time I was just so upset with how the Yankees were doing that I just didn't, I didn't really want to watch, even though I knew it was like a special one-off, but like, what I appreciated most was the old school look and feel, and the throwbacks, mm-hmm. and how yeah. the digital bugs on the screen were, like, they had the old style to them, and the scoreboard, and just everything about it was old school, and I think that made, like, I, I took screenshots on my phone, because I wanted to, like, you know, do some old school graphics, you know, because the retro baseball, uh, to me, you know, like, I, the old slogan of I live for this, like, I, like, I love that slogan, I love that era of baseball, and the old school, like, you know, diamond shaped bug at the top left. Like, I love that. And, uh, you know, I, I just I think this was a cool, a cool little like sample, I think, of what we could truly do. If you really want to boost and if you want to bring baseball back, you have to do more of this. I don't want to say gimmick because I feel like sometimes gimmick can like be a negative connotation. But you have to do these types of things here and market it correctly and they 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 hit it out of the park a uh, baseball pun but like they really they really did like a good job on this one yeah we can actually say baseball succeeded in that Woo-hoo. yes yes <laughs> that's so true they did a good so true <laughs> yeah the, yeah yeah i mean <laughs> um, I think all the right best guys do you, do you guys have any other closing topics you guys want to talk about Um, let's see what is there. I don't have, I don't have anything. I know that currently right now, my Phillies, they need to get their act together. We have the easiest schedule in baseball and we lost the series to the Rockies. Oh, that's, we need to get our acts together and actually Dave Montgomery. If you ever listen to this, roll heads, like bullpen, roll heads. We need bullpen help. We need bullpen help how many times do we have to say it we need bullpen help it's absurd that we have the worst bullpen probably 
ever. So get some help. Please. My sanity. Please. <laughs> Zach, I don't know if, I, if I've told you about this, but the Yankees, I heard, you know how MLB's doing the City Connect jerseys? Yes, yes. I'm glad you brought this up. I, wait, the Yankees wait, are like what, what in the process of doing a new jersey. Yeah, with Nike. yeah. I read a report that the Yankees were um, very pleased with the alternative jerseys, and MLB was doing uh, a lot. Like they're just, I guess they're doing a, a good job on sales, and uh, I guess it's that seen an increase in viewership too, and. I like the City Connect ideas. I think they've been a little hit and miss. I think the best one so far has, has been the White Sox. Um, you know, a couple have been kind of iffy, like the Cubs one is okay. The uh, uh, who just had one recently? The that Dodgers. Like, the Dodgers one was eh, it's not that not that great. I mean, not you know the Miami one that red was great. Um, oh, the Cuban somebody, one. The cube, yeah. I got a friend, I somebody I know rather than I have so much friend, but somebody I know that bought one of those. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm interested. I'm interested. The Yanks jerseys, uh, it's a tough one, it's a tough one to work with. I expect it to be like the BP, I expect it to be like just a navy blue top or something with white pants or something, you know what I mean? Like, I they're gonna go simple, but maybe they'll do something unique. I, who knows. I don't know. It'd I mean, be cool if they did. I remember when I saw it. the first Giants jerseys. Um, what's it called when I first saw them? I mean, a lot of people say they're kind of ugly. People call them like orange, uh, orange Gatorade, or yeah, or the orange creamsicle <laughs> or creamsicles because of the colors. But actually, just actually have the hat. I bought the hat, but you see how much the jerseys are though? They're like four hundred and thirty-five bucks. Yeah, no, thank you. it's oh, I loved. I actually loved the Diamondbacks one though. Oh, the, the Hispanic one where it spells yes. uh, Diamondbacks in Spanish. Yeah, would, with the I would, snake. I love that yeah. one. That was I would one. love if the if the White Sox, when they were doing that, they brought back the Bermuda shorts. I would have loved oh, they did that. The shorts, those, would have loved it. <laughs> you know, it would be kind of cool what the Yankees and Mets should do is kind of do uh, like the 9-11 tribute. Like, new, like have mm. one do police or fire department. Like that would be kind of cool. That would be cool, but I think they try to just do that for nine eleven. But I know I like where your head's at on that one. What does the Phillies uh, City Connect whatever jersey look they, like? They don't have one, but I heard that. I think they wanted to do like a throwback. I mean, I don't know Yo, why we don't have one. Phillies, we do this, <laughs> right? I know it'll be kind of cool. They should have, like, we the could Liberty do Bell. old English. We could do block P. We can do old English P with pinstripes. Just do something. Or kind of do like a powder blue with like kind of like a fan, like kind of like with like the Liberty Bell or the. Oh, my gosh. I have I have new I have ideas. Because <laughs> only they said every year each team's going to get one. So it's eight, eight uh, every year. Eight teams will do it every year. So then they'll run out of teams in four years. Yeah, basically. Well, that's Nike wants to kind of get the MOB, like the fan movement with these jerseys. Cause, like, see, look what they've done with NFL and NBA. Look at all the good jerseys that they have. Look at the, like, the NFL, the most recent success was when both the LA teams redid their jerseys. And then I think, yeah. I would love if the Phillies got to do a game 
in their old, old, old uniforms. Like you know how in the like in um, MLB the Show Twenty One you get different uniforms with yeah. different packs or whatnot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like having the old English style P, like how the Detroit uh, logo is. Just have a game like that, or a game with the 1915 jersey, or a game with the 1950s jersey. Just do, like, we already know that the Phillies are famous for the, their red, red stripes and the powder blues. Yeah. Add another throwback jersey to that mix, just to spice things up a little bit. It, it'll do you good. Do the red, yeah, you know, I think that league, they should do a league-wide. Throwback. So when's the players' weekend? Did that already happen? Oh, they did. They did away with it. Really? Yeah, they the players' weekend. They MLB said they're going to do away with it, which I think is kind of stupid. What? I man, I guess I need to read more news here. Because I let me see players' weekend. Yeah, they said twenty twenty one. There will be no players' weekend, which I think is kind of wrong. I guess that's why they did the city connect. I think awesome. that. Yeah, I know also, too, like the City Connect, I mean, not the City Connect, but the Players Weekend, they had the, well, each there was black or white, and they said they would let the teams, like, kind of be, like, character, like the player, like, kind of match them as the character. Hmm. See, here's what I, I liked what you were saying there, David, Um, and it's like, I feel like they should do a league-wide retro, like, the last weekend of every month is a retro thing. Like every team turn has a retro clock. jersey. Yeah, turn back yeah. the clock Thursdays or something. I don't know. Yeah, I know that the Diamondbacks on occasion do their throwback th- do their throwback jerseys on Thursdays. But yeah, uh, no, just, actually, do ninety it. more. Ninety more. No, I refuse to believe that. No. Well, yes, they no, did. No, no. But, but what's it called? They just wore them just recently for the reunion because it's the twenty reunion. But I know they did. A lot of fans are telling the Nike to have them bring those back on Thursdays. I, I remember going to a couple of Thursday night games when they wore the, the purple and those. Those are some awesome jerseys, man. And I love those. those jer- the back. purple and green. Yeah. Oh, I love those. Love those. They said, "Oh, here's the turn back the clock." They did say the White Sox were the ones who created the turn the clock with the with the shorts. Mm, that's right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Bill back for, for for doing that. We greatly appreciate it. Well, then remember the Mariners did the turn ahead the clock where they wore those like futuristic jerseys. Yeah, those were weird. <laughs> Who had the sleeveless jerseys? Those oh, were the, the White Red. Sox. That's oh, right. okay. And then the Reds had. Remember they wore all those throwbacks for their anniversary, and they had like the sleeveless one. Interesting. Yes, um, yes, hmm. that was two years ago because everyone was making a meme out of it. It's with uh, Derek Dietrich. Yes. Mm. Who's he with right now? No idea. Yeah, he started Ooh. with the Yanks. This year's been so – it's so funny. You go from a 60-game season to 162, you forget about just how long 162-game season is. He's but, on the uh, Washington Nationals. Oh, okay. That's right. I know uh... – well, they're, uh, you know, who's who there's like a couple of teams that still do turn back the clock. Well, then they also do the Negro League jerseys. Yo, I would love for the Phillies to do a Negro League jersey as well. I know the Giants did the seat San Francisco Sea Lions. Um, um yeah. 
Seattle did the Seals. Yeah. Um, oh, you know who um, also does it? Uh, turn back the clock night. The Rangers. I mean, not the Rangers. The Astros with the rainbow. Yeah. So prayers go out to uh, J, uh, J, J.R. Richard. Just passed away. Yeah, rest in peace, Jr. One of one could have been one of the all-time greats had not uh, basically what happened to him. Had he not had a stroke. Yeah, if he had not had a stroke, he probably would have been one of the greatest. Plus, he had like two three hundred K seasons, back to back, mind you. Oh, the Brewers still do it. Turn back the clock. Oh, okay. I don't know. I think they should like kind of do a turn back the clock day. Every team does a throwback to the like any year. I know the Giants used to do the orange v-necks of the 70s those were some good jerseys back then mm-hmm. well you know guys i think you know I've, I've loved talking to you guys again here i think we probably got plenty of content here for the 27th episode i man, again sorry everybody it's been four months it's like wow has it really it's been? so good zach yeah, but, we, we, you know, th- I'd this, love to get another one in in a week or so, um, you know, right. if possible, maybe Sunday or something like that or, or Monday or Tuesday, we do a quick little episode. But um, any final closing thoughts you guys want to uh, want to talk about your team? The love of God, Phillies, uh, try to make the playoffs. Just just try. <laughs> please. Uh, just to the Giants, I mean, just like I said, you win out the rest of – try to win, try to like, – Go over 500 rest of the season, win the division, clinch the one seed so we can bring uh, another World Series, our ninth World Series championship to, to the franchise and our fourth in the San Francisco Bay Area. And actually break the, the uh, even year curse. Yes. Oh, yeah. Even yeah, year that. curse needs to end. <laughs> even year curse. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm this, hoping my this, Yankees can turn it around and at least make things interesting. This Giants year is like giving me so much 2010 vibes. Like, remember 2010, the 2010 team? They like won on the last day of this regular season. Was that a tiebreak? Was that one of those tiebreaker years? Yeah, where they beat the Padres and Jonathan Sanchez, I remember, hits that triple and then they score and then they win and the Padres. And they said how, you know, Stark Raving Sports put this out and it has two franchises. In the 2010 decade, one becomes one of the greatest dynasties of all time, and one becomes one of the worst franchises of the decade. Jeez. I love those little tiebreakers. They're pretty fun. Yeah. Game 163, yeah. am I right? Yeah, yeah, that was game 163. October if I didn't have a 3rd, podcast, I'd call this game 163. <laughs> if I didn't already have a <laughs> podcast title. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for episode 27. It's been a pleasure, guys. We'll talk soon. Yep. See you guys. Follow oh, us wait, on wait, social wait, media. Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. We got to get them in. Follow us on social media at unknown underscore baseball underscore facts for daily baseball content and follow Louisville Sluggers <laughs> and Marty's <laughs> link to Instagram, which I don't know off the top of my head. Marty sports underscore talk. Castro four and then at sports talk with Marty. Those are my uh, Instagram accounts. And then I also have a Twitter and Snapchat if you guys want to follow as well. Yeah, the, follow us on. Do those uh, things. Do those yeah. things. I'll, I'll leave it at that. That's the do best way to close please. it out. All right. And check out our store, our merch store, everybody. LewisvilleSluggers.com. We got some uh, Chicago White Sox 
shirt of Jose Abreu. We have a Shohei Otani. He's killing it. We didn't even talk about him today. That means he's reserved for the got, next episode. We got the Vizzling Gallo, <laughs> Gallo Pizza Company in, uh, in the box. Yes, that's true. We do have that one. All right, guys. Take it easy. All right. Take it easy. Peace. See you, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Louisville Sluggers podcast. As always, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Louisville Sluggers and on Twitter at L-Town Sluggers. Thanks again.